Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 34 featuring Drew Zaragoza from the band Cynical as well as Jimmy Smith from The Noise, bringingthenoise.com. Today's episode of the Kill Rock Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash killrock, get your free audiobook download and free 30-day trial and help support the Kill Rock Podcast. That is audibletrial.com slash kill rock.
Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast, the hashtag KRP. That was Cynical with their song Battleborn. You can find it on their EP Still in Mind, as well as the brand new IC Home Promotions compilation album. We're going to talk about that in just one moment. But first, I want to thank you guys so much for sticking around with the Kill Rock Podcast. It's been a crazy long two weeks. I've been sitting here fidgeting in my chair. Just thinking about all the stuff that needs to be talked about and all the interviews that need to be done. Well, we actually have a few interviews already recorded. We are going to announce who's going to be on the show in the next couple weeks uh, at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) My gosh, though, the craziness of the last couple of weeks. I do not have any words. There, I we have missed out on so much. That's a problem. I am never gonna take two weeks off ever again. We had Tom DeLonge leave Blink One Eighty Two. We had the Grammys and Kanye West level up, in a sense, uh, from douchebag to douchebag supreme. We also had an amazing performance by ACDC and Annie Lennox. And uh, the band Hosier, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, Hosier. Maybe it's Hosier, I don't remember. I don't know. But uh, some great performances, a lot of bad performances, and a lot of douchebaggery from Kanye West. And I think he has become the Kill Rock Podcast's first douchebag supreme. That's going to be a thing. Maybe. We'll see. You know, Chris Jericho does the whole raspberry thing on his show. We can totally do the douchebag supreme here on the Kill Rock podcast, but uh, some crazy things at the Grammys. We have Tom DeLong leaving Blink-182, and, uh, you know, we'll t- we actually talk about that in an interview, so I'm not going to really go too in-depth with uh, my actual personal thoughts about it. You'll have to just wait till the interview. Um, if we were to make a douchebag supreme out of that situation, I don't even know who to make. Because there's two sides of the story. At least with Kanye West, uh, everyone kind of already knows because he's already done what he did to Taylor Swift and now he's doing it to Beck or did it to Beck. Um, I guess that just means in Kanye West's mind, Beck is probably going to explode into the stratosphere like Taylor Swift did after what he did at the MTV Music Awards. Uh, So... I guess in Kanye's mind, Beck is the next artist to sell over 1 million albums in the first week, let alone sell 1 million albums in general, because we already had a consensus saying that nobody is ever going to sell over 1 million albums ever again. Um, Whether I want to believe that, I don't know. I I really don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, Kanye West, douchebag supreme. Here on the Kill Rock Podcast. So many crazy stuff. So much stuff in two weeks that we did not get in probably like two months prior. November and December were super slow in the news. And January just, you know, the end of January just said, hey, big things are going to happen. We're up to about 60 bands announced for Warp Tour. Uh... Some of the bigger bands that I think are probably going to kill it that have been announced, uh, The Wonder Years, 
Uh, they have a new album coming out this year, which I'm super stoked for. I was I I've talked about it on the show before. I think the Greatest Generation is definitely their best album, and definitely one of my top albums of uh, 2013 when it was released. Uh, Black Veil Brides was recently announced, and I think that's the biggest band that has been announced thus far. And uh, there's one thing about Black Veil Brides, I'm definitely not the biggest of fans of their uh, music. I will say uh, I, w- I listened recently to Andy Biersack on the Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho, which one of my favorite podcasts. I am I-, I love that podcast. He has a great amount of wrestlers on his show, in which a lot of you know I love pro wrestling. Uh, I'm getting super stoked for Fastlane, I'll tell you that, but we could talk about that later. Uh, but he ha- he also, because you know Chris Jericho is in the band Fozzie, and he has such a knowledge for pop culture, he has different people on his show, like ghost hunters and uh, musicians and all this stuff. Well, recently, he had Andy Biersack on his show, uh, talking about Black Veil Brides and where they came from. And though I am not a fan, a huge fan at least, of Black Veil Brides, uh, their story and his story is super compelling. Uh, I say go check out that episode of Talk is Jericho after you listen to this one with Drew and Jimmy, uh, schoolmates of mine from the Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California. Uh, two great friends of mine, and they're both doing some amazing things. Cynical just got done doing a, a North Californian tour. <laughs> I guess you could say, um, and Jimmy has been at every show, it seems, since he started doing the noise uh, at bringthenoise.com, doing their hot potato videos in which you should go check out. Uh, you could check it out at uh, the House of Blues YouTube, and he's going to talk more about that. Uh, both dudes doing some amazing stuff, and I'm so happy I got them to be on this show, and we're going to get to that interview right now. But before we get to the interview, uh, I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for downloading the Kill Rock podcast. In the last two weeks, we did not release one episode since the end of January. And you guys still have downloaded a lot of our previous episodes, some from even the beginning of the Kill Rock podcast. We want to thank you guys out in the UK, out in uh, Canada, all obviously all over the United States, and in a vast majority of Europe, Germany, uh, France, all you guys. Thank you guys so much for downloading the Kill Rock podcast. If you've downloaded the Kill Rock podcast and you haven't done so yet, please subscribe and also rate and review. Let us know what you think of the show and uh, continue to share the Kill Rock podcast with everybody around the world. Right now, we are going to get a get to jam. This is American Arson off their EP, The Vine and the Branches. This is the song they will know us by our love here on the Kill Rock Podcast.
podcast. Today I have my two favorite guests that I've had on so far. Oh. I don't know. You, I don't have any animal sound effects. Sorry. Am I being legitimate or not? Do you <clears> know? You're good, dude. I'm good? Okay. I have uh, Jimmy Smith back from the noise. And I'm pointing to him like everyone knows, or everyone can see me. Pointing at Drew Zaragoza from the band Cynical. And uh, we're going to talk about various subjects. Uh, planned on uh, talking about Nam. Planned on talking about... We actually didn't really plan on talking about anything. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome? Pretty awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you get to go to shows all the time, so... Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And you get to play shows quite often? Do what I can, you know? See, I'm like... I'm in the middle of it. Like, I used to play a lot of shows. I used to go to a lot of shows. And even with this job, I still don't even go to shows because... Uh, I could do everything on the phone, so like nobody really wants to meet me face to face. I guess I'm kind of ugly. We gotta get it, get you out to more shows. You gotta really do. It's a goal for 2015. Actually, that's been a goal for me personally for 2015 too. To go to more shows. And everyone listening to this, go to more shows, film more venues, buy more records. Damn it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to talk about vinyl. <laughs> it <laughs> took I it, in there. it took uh, 56 beats for you to talk about vinyl. This is true. So, how you guys been doing? Cynical, you guys just finished up a, a little tour, uh, yeah. I believe earlier January, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. We played the Bay Area, and then we played Reno, headlines and Knitting Factory, so that was awesome. Um, we had over 700 attendants. Jeez. So, it, was, it felt really good. Was it kind of like a hometown uh, feel for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We have that whole, like, hometown advantage, everyone, hometown hero type right. of thing, you know? Much like the Seahawks probably should have had yesterday. Being on the West Coast, I guess. Jimmy, you just got done. Uh, did you talk to any bands at the Silverstein show? Did you end up getting hooked up with anything? Silverstein and Bear Tooth. You did get Silverstein. It. You got Silverstein too. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. It's awesome. Good times. Epitaph got back to you. Uh, or what are, they, or what are they on now? They're on Rise. They're on Rise. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's good times, dude. Are you gonna be shooting some? You shot some videos and stuff for that. Yeah, we'll be posting it up soon. Stay tuned. Hot potato? Hot potato with bare teeth and <laughs> just a regular old interview with Silverstein. Do you think you would be able to do like something really, like a special interview with a band that has as long of a tenure as Silverstein? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, do you think that you could do something like super creative, like a hot potato? With the band that's been around for as long as they've been. Like, you think so? Yeah, of course. Uh, Us and Jake is coming up. Might try and do that with them. They've been around for even longer, so. And the bands bands enjoy. Most of the bands would rather do an interview like that. Really? It's not as serious and, like, not trying to, like, pull teeth to get, like, answers about the same shit that they've answered over and over and over. Yeah, that kind of sucks about being an interviewer. You always get those. I mean, uh, was it? I was talking to Fit for a King. And I think that might have been one of the toughest interviews I had because I was like, hey, I need 15, 20 minutes. I got to 12 minutes. I'm like, I'm out of questions. So, you know. Real quick, what can you guys explain what is hot potato? Hop, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, myself and the listeners. Yes. <laughs> have you, have you, you've, you obviously haven't been watching Jimmy's videos. <laughs> uh, just, we take our GoPro camera and kind of like this, we sit in a circle and I present a question and just we toss the camera to each other like hot potato. Nice. So I just like, I don't know, I'd be like, what is your favorite movie? Something random like that. And then I would toss the camera to you, you'd answer, toss the key. Nice. And you literally throw it? 
Well, it is a GoPro. It's pretty sturdy. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun. It's it's not awkward where someone has a mic and presents it to five people and says, "Okay, who wants right. to talk?" Everyone gets a chance. Yeah, you being in a band. Um, how many times have you been uh, interviewed? I know you've done a couple of radio spots, but like at shows, how many times have you been interviewed by a like a YouTuber or something? I would say, on average, about once every four or five shows. Okay, so man, when I met up with Jimmy last week, we kind of talked about this. We're not going to say any specific names, but uh, how many of them have had like a microphone? And or have asked you some like really random questions like, what is it? what's your name and what do you play? Yeah. Do you like to be introduced or what? Um, I feel like. Or introduce yourself rather. See, some of the interviews, it's like, you know, people that are on their own little blog website yeah. stuff and they are just kind of showing up to the show. Maybe they saw. You know, maybe they're there for the headliner, and they're right. like, "Oh, cynical! We want to interview you guys." So it's right. like not something that's set up beforehand. So those are usually like, "Yeah, what's your name? Where are you guys from?" You know, mm -hmm. run-of-the-mill questions, and then of course, the funner ones are always when it's like usually set up beforehand, right? And the people know you and know what they're getting into. So, but both are good because if you know, yeah, if, if we didn't know that it was happening before, it's still. Press. Well, yeah, because I, I think some people just want to add more content. I know, like, I was in that position a couple times where uh, I was at a show and I, I was interviewing Maylene and their, their, uh, uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, but they were, their, uh, tour manager was like, hey, go interview He is Legend. I'm like, you know, that'd be a great band to interview, but I don't know anything about He is Legend. Like, I didn't like He is Legend growing up. Mm. So, what would be the point of me actually having to talk to them and getting a really crappy interview out of them? I probably wouldn't even post it if it came out really awful. I don't know about you. I mean, we, you and I, we do this basically the same thing. Uh, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, like, there have been times where it's like. Or Jimmy, yes. Why don't you go, uh, like, interview this band? It's like, I don't know a single thing about this band. Mm -hmm. It's like. I could just BS and like we could talk about some random shit or just not waste their time because right. I'd rather be prepared and like protect my reputation I guess as an interviewer so but even I mean but like if it's an impromptu you know I could see that line of thinking but if it's like hey you know um, I don't know about this band but I'd love to I like their music so maybe I should go talk to them you do have to study up on what you're doing now I mean I did do one with the color morale yeah it was the day of their publicist was like oh do you want to talk to this band too it was like sure and I went and the interview went really well just me and the singer just chatted about like with the color morale uh huh okay we just talked about like cell phones at shows and like <laughs> just like not random but just like open wide topics like that so and that's kind of a big deal nowadays or at least it was like maybe in December because news was kind of uh sparse sparse so everyone had to talk about uh, cell phones at shows. Um, I guess everything, you know, some stuff that's uh, in the headlines nowadays. Now, you know, now that we're in January, Nam just passed. You guys got to go to Nam. Yes. And now this is kind of where we kind of create that roundtable because myself, uh, I've been in a band, uh, and now I'm on Jimmy's side, being the, I guess, the publication or the press. Press. Um, we have Cynical. We have the Noise. What did you two think of Nam? I'm gonna have Jimmy go first. Um, 
I thought it was a clusterfuck of instruments that I didn't really care that much about. <laughs> and I was very, very, very overwhelmed and bombarded with nonsense. Although, I have to throw in there, I was in San Diego the night before doing a show, so I might have just been exhausted. And what show was that again? Pierce the Okay. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good show to come from San Diego from. Yeah. But no, it, I mean, if I played instruments, it probably would be cool. Like, But for me, it just felt like a never-ending guitar center. And... Uh, Did you bring a camera or anything? Did you, yeah, like, look... I, I brought my GoPro me wanting to film stuff and interview people but then when I got there it's just like no way <laughs> no way am I gonna do anything with this uh so yeah that was my thoughts you about. didn't even go to like the GoPro station Dude, I <laughs> went to the GoPro station with my GoPro Gosh, wanting to talk to the GoPro employees and nobody came up to me at all wow yeah so GoPro I think you just lost a spot on the noise seriously a and bit too big for Jim. <laughs> I'll tell my story after Drew basically goes through his uh, perspective of Nam because I, I'm sure it's a three, it's a whole 180 from what Jimmy thinks. Um, he's obviously right in a lot of aspects, but from a musician standpoint, obviously there's a lot of ups and you know a lot of advantages that you could do endorsements, mm-hmm. networking, things like that. So all of those were staple. You know, got the business cards that I needed to talk to the people that I needed to. And it's been my fourth name in a year, so I'm kind of, like, exhausted from it. Right. You know? And I saw... So me and Jimmy actually met up. He was like, dude, where are you? And I was I'm completely like, jealous of that. I'm like, I'm at 39AD. <laughs> you know, and he's like, what? And so we had to, like, you know... And just because it was Jimmy, like, if it was one of my other boys, I'm like, dude, if you're not at Schecter in five minutes, I'm out. <laughs> so because it was Jimmy, I was like, yeah. yes, I, I want to see this guy. So we met up. And we hung out for a while, and I was telling him, like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a video. Well, I didn't see it. (laughs) No, you might have saw it. There was a video that was going around, um, you know, on Facebook, on social networks, and it was of, like, how to prepare for NAM. And it basically, like, showed some guy, and, like, he walked for, like, you know, 36 miles every day and, like, drank a bunch of alcohol every day. And it was cool. It was, like, kind of like a mediocre. Yeah. You know, they were pretty spot on with the things, but... I was telling Jimmy what, you know, what they should have done, which is put a strobe light in your face, show <laughs> pictures of guitars, and then more strobe light, pictures of rock stars, yeah. more strobe light, beer, boobs, and then more fucking strobe light. Because, like, when you're going to sleep, honestly, it's such a mental overload that you're just like, what the fuck just happened, you know? That's very Dharma initiative of you. I don't know how many people are going to get that joke. Yeah. Lost? No. Everyone's lost now, right? Okay. Well, I'll stop with the stupid jokes. Uh, <laughs> someone, <laughs> I know someone's exactly. someone's gonna, <laughs> someone's gonna get the Darman Initiative joke. All right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, did you not remember anything Dan Capel, you know, told us about going to Nam, or were you, oh, were you, or did you not take that class near Nam time? Uh, I feel like I did. But I mean, you did. You did? Yeah, if I could butt in real quick. Funny thing is, um, when me and Jimmy met up, it was about and this, this was at Nam p.m. Two thirty-three p.m. Right. on Saturday. Okay. So you're talking the busiest time of all of Nam. Right. You know, right after lunchtime. 
crazy Saturday. Everyone's already exhausted. So he's like, oh, yeah, let's go talk to Fender and stuff. You know, so, like, they were so swamped with people that, like, he was like, yeah, well, I was remember Dan Campbell's class. And, you know, he told us, like, don't freaking, like, intrude on people's conversations and stuff. So it was just, like, everywhere we went, there was just, like, a, a gate in front of us. Like, da-douche, da-douche, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just funny because... Uh, you know, everything that we learned, like, Jimmy took it so much to heart that we were like, no, we don't want to talk to them. Well, see, I think I think I, I did the same thing last year. Uh, I had no one to go with uh, on the Friday. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to go by myself. I'll go. I'll, I have people to come on Saturday, so I'll hang out with them on Saturday. But Friday, I'll just go down, check it out. So I parked and I, I walked all the way down. I actually met a dude. And that's where some of that, you know. Uh, he was like a Norwegian dude that nice. recorded metal. And I'm like, dude, perfect. <laughs> I'm like a Norwegian dude that records like death metal and stuff. Of course I'd meet you here at NAMM. Uh, so I meet him, like I got his card and uh, I went in and dude, I just looked around. I'm like, holy crap. I walked around and I did not meet anybody. I was just kind of like, holy crap. I yeah. think I walked around for about an hour. I met up with one friend actually. I take that back. I met up with one friend. But it was only for 15 minutes because he was leaving. Uh, I go, I went back to my car and I sat in my car. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I freaking cried. <laughs> I cried. I was like bawling like a baby. And I was texting my girlfriend. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't be in the music business. I can't do this. See if we would have had the preparation. I did have the preparation. <laughs> the strobe light. The strobe light, yeah, yeah. The Dharma Initiative stuff. Yes. Yeah, Nam. I mean, Nam is a very—it's um, overwhelming. But I think once you get used to it, you know. I think we're trying to persuade Jimmy and going back. Yeah, I'm not gonna go back. <laughs> like, I mean, it's cool. Like, I saw my friends from Fender. I said, "What's up?" If they want to hang out next year, I'll meet them somewhere else. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's just so crazy. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll meet more people and they'll be cooler because I could say, hey, but no, I think, I, I think I'm good. Yeah. But speaking of that, I'm gonna, I think I might be going to South by this year. South by so what or South by so... Uh, South by both? Southwest. Okay. So I'm assuming it's going to be the exact same thing. And I'll probably just be just so overwhelmed by all of these drunk Texans <laughs> yeah. all around me. So, but I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, but there will be more shows going on. Yeah. That's South, that's Southwest is about the live, which is cool. Yeah. And you'll probably get, be able to get in South by So What and get some stuff over there too, right? Maybe. Um, that's one thing, South by Southwest. I, actually, I did A&R uh, for a music library, and I had to go through the South by Southwest pamphlet of all the bands that played it. I only found like five bands, and I went through maybe... I went from like A to G or H because there were so many bands in that thing. It took up my whole internship almost. Just to go through bands from South by Southwest? Yeah, until they actually like gave me something to do because I told them like these bands suck and most of and the ones that don't suck are already signed. You can't, you know, get them here. You can't sign them. Right. Dang. So that's a that's that's a side project. But I mean I th I personally think NAM's great from a musician standpoint. But when it comes to like something like, you know, you and I do, Jimmy, when it comes to interviewing bands, like you can't really interview bands there because they're not there to really talk to press. They're there to, you know, kind of search out what they want to like, you know, like you said, uh, uh, 
uh, sponsorships and stuff like that or just yeah. to hang out with people. Or doing signings. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on the band, though. Like, if the band's upcoming, like, Drew, I'm sure you probably love if someone was like, yo, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah, Whereas, definitely. like, a band like Periphery who has, like, people surrounding right. them all day, they're just like, please leave me alone. I can't do this anymore. Well, I can't talk about Nam anymore. I'll probably start crying again. Uh, yeah. And we'll get back to our interview in just one moment. But before we do that, I got to let you guys know about audible.com. Audibletrial.com slash killrock. The best place to help support the Kill Rock podcast financially. And you don't even have to spend a cent. What do you do? You go to audibletrial.com slash killrock. You sign up. For your free 30-day trial, you receive a free audiobook download, and in the process, Audible feeds some cash to the Kill Rock podcast so we can pay the bills, so we can make sure episodes can come out every Monday, and also we can start creating some merchandise and uh, some amazing t-shirts for all you guys. So go to audibletrial.com slash killrock, go pick up Chris Jericho's book, Best in the world at what? I have no idea. Also, go pick up some C.S. Lewis books. Go pick up The Hobbit. You get that free audiobook download. It's You could choose whatever you want. So, audibletrial.com slash killrock. Next on the Kill Rock podcast, we're going to play a jam off the IC Home Promotions compilation album. This is Piranha Pool. You could pick up the IC Home Promotions compilation volume one at iEYEChomepromo.bandcamp.com slash yum. Can you hear the whispering men? Can you see the social erection rising? 
Dynamo's ever going to get. I uh, the 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 one show that I were I I've done three bands. I've done three bands twice, but the one show that I was thinking about doing more was uh with Being As Notion. And uh, I was the tour with Fit for a King, Wolves of the Gate and Gideon. And I think the only reason why I didn't do Being As Notion was not just cuz I'm not that great of a fan of theirs, but Sorry. Yeah, I like being as an ocean. Good. Were you the one that told me you didn't like them live? Maybe that's someone else. I like them live. Do you like them live? You can be on Warped Tour, dude. I'm gonna go see them. Of course you are. They're gonna be tight. They're not. Well, the singer's not gonna sing anything because the crowd's gonna be on stage the whole time. Sure. At Warped Tour? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You have to jump the barricade for Warped Tour, huh? <laughs> I find that so annoying. What? Like when the singer is doing his thing and basically he stops doing his thing and the crowd takes it the whole, like basically a whole song. What's wrong with that? They're feeling it, dude. Is that, well, okay. I, I'm a vocalist, so I don't know. Vocalist to vocalist, uh, uh, Drew, do you okay. kind of get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get where you're coming from. As a vocalist, I think that's a little bit like interfering yeah with you know trying to connect with the music but i think as like the show and from the outside perspective like if i was in the crowd and there's one of my bands that i liked you know what i mean i think it'd be pretty legit well, so it i think being on stage and like seeing that the crowd sing your songs is one thing but at least for me like when i go to shows like i love singing with the band but i also love to hear the band sing right. it to me at the same time Definitely. yeah but dude what if it was like you're like 12th show in like 15 days and it's like you know what I've sang this song enough these past few weeks you guys can sing it for me like it's not like being lazy but it's like if you guys want to sing it sing it I'll, I'll take it I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> well then I mean I don't know I would if they're the headliners I'd probably be, if 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 thrice was to come to town Dude, and you, does, know, you know they could do like a sing-along like that and they would just let him sing I'm fine with sing-alongs I'm fine with doing certain parts uh, I watched uh, the Comeback Kid live DVD today actually wow. uh, Dude, do you like Comeback Kid? Mm. Okay um, But, you know, uh, Andrew isn't he'll, he, he hoards his mic until it's appropriate to like, you know, let the crowd I know it's kind of like a, a, a little I guess a socialist view of being a vocalist but I don't know. I mean, you also have to remember when you saw Being As An Ocean, their clean vocalist wasn't. No, he wasn't there. No, yeah. he wasn't there. And that wasn't my gripe, though. I, well, I got I got a. So if you're already uncomfortable because you're not the clean vocalist, let the crowd sing. It's all good. No, no. Th they were doing the screams, too. But I'll, I'll give them credit. I saw them at uh, the Cobalt Cafe, which isn't the most, uh, you know, the stage isn't. You know, blocked off as say the glass house or yeah. some other stage. The crowd's gonna get on stage no matter what. Right. And I just got uncomfortable because it's hot in the room and then people are just kind of climbing on top of them. Dang, dude, how old are you now? I'm 26. Dude, I'm old. You bring your walker with you. <laughs> My knees hurt after an acoustic <laughs> show once. I couldn't even bend it. <laughs> Dang, no, I feel you though. I've definitely been at like chain reaction and just been like, I can't do this, like. It was at the Being As An Ocean show. Okay. There, there were like six or seven bands on the bill. Like by the last one, I was like, I'm out. Was it was it uh, recent, that show? Yeah, it was like 100th. And, and Gideon? Parts and uh, like Capsize. Okay. And like Being As An Ocean. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Did, so you left right after Being As An Ocean? No, I stayed. I stayed, stayed till 100th and then, then I left. 
Hundreds is a good band. Yeah, they're blowing up. They're blowing they're up. They're gonna be on Warped Tour also. They are gonna be on Warped Tour. I'm hoping to get them on the show soon. So Drew, we haven't talked to you in a while, in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Here, me and Jimmy are going off about being uncomfortable on stage. Well, I'm I was on stage. You weren't. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you, I, Drew, you you get it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if someone jumped, I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if someone jumped on stage and took your mic, but at the same time, you kind of want to protect your microphone. That's actually happens. They've taken your mic? Yeah. And then when you have a guitar, it's like, it's a lot different than if you didn't have a guitar, so you could grab it right back. Yeah. So you're just like, kind of like yelling at them, drugged out chick, you know, (laughs) grabs the mic and starts fucking screaming her face off. And it... Finally, one of my friends had to, you know, grab the mic from her and tell her to get the fuck off. Was she on beat or even on pitch? Was she even singing the same song? She was just screaming her face off. Okay. So it, it fit. Yeah, know, okay. It was like, it was metal, so we were doing a heavier song. But that was, yeah, that was a good time. When was the last, what was the last show that you went to? Went to, not just uh, played? Mm, well, the Stricter Party at NAMM. Okay. That was In This Moment and Escape the Fate. Oh, whoa! I did more liquid networking than I did attending the concert, but you know. Okay. Huh. Escape the fate. I think they're actually up in San Luis Obispo tonight. Nice. Yeah, a band called. Uh, go check them out. Uh, they're called uh, Bears Among Men, I believe. I've actually heard of them. Yeah, they're fairly. They did a cover of Royals. Oh, really? Yeah, and, <laughs> and it, I was like, man, because I mean, uh, for Lord, I, I feel like that might be one of the more legit songs that she has. But, I hope so. Yeah, those are single. But uh, they did a really, really good job of that song. They're a good band. Nice. What does that have to do with Escape the Fate? It didn't. Well, they're playing with Escape the Fate. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they saved the Fate's headliner. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those... Uh, Dude, Escape the Fate's playing Warped Tour, man. Are they? Yeah. I don't remember that announcement. Yeah. Can you tell I'm excited for Warped Tour in the summer? <laughs> yeah. I guess we should talk about Warped Tour in the summer then, huh, Jimmy? <laughs> Uh, is Cynical playing? It should be. It should be, Kevin. You hear that? <laughs> Blink-182. Blink-182. We uh, said we were going to talk about it. Um, from my perspective, it seems like it's a whole much more drama than it probably should be. Hold on. Let me put this out there. Okay. What if this is all just publicity for the new album? Like, if they're just playing us, joking us hard... That'd be very smart. I wouldn't put it past Tom, them. Tom just put up on Instagram like samples of a couple songs, mm-hmm. and he put like hashtag a song so without a home or something like that. Home and then yeah. March first. Imagine if that was the Blink album and they were just punking everybody. Dude, I don't know. I mean, if they, dude, if they dropped the album, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, are we starting conspiracy theories here on the Kill Rock podcast? Yep. <laughs> Forecaster. But we're in the forecast. Yeah, that's me and Jimmy. Or me and Jimmy. Me and Drew are actually going to start a podcast about forecasting music news. Oh, yeah. Jimmy should be on this too. Jimmy should be on it too. We're <laughs> the forecasters. We just predict. We just predict. I mean, I, like, if you think about it, what if Tom just wasn't available for the music thing where they're getting Matt from Alkaline Trio to play? So they decided to like make up this thing, which that's that was kind of, that's kind of a weird, uh, weird replacement. Maskeba. Yeah, from Alkaline Trio. He doesn't sound really. I mean, he's a he's a good replacement. He's a good singer. Yeah. Great guitar player, but mm-hmm. for Blink. Yeah, I mean, if that is a publicity stunt, that's pretty ballsy. But bands also are bands, and 
they do break up and people move on. Especially when you're in a band for over... I had it in, in, what, it's like 22 years now? Yeah. That they've been a band? And that Mark and Tom started Blink-182? And they've made good money. Can we all agree that Blink-182 is a surefire, uh, surefire first uh, ballot Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band? Can we agree to that? Or maybe maybe at least a few years until they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'd say I, the caliber that you're speaking of, Yes, I don't know if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will ever acknowledge that. Really? That's who they are, you know, but well, the I mean, caliber that they're, yeah, they're definitely at that caliber. Well, they let in Green Day on their first try and Nirvana on their first try. Nirvana, whoa. Nirvana's Well, like okay, no, no, no. Way bigger. No, Nirvana, okay. Nirvana's Nirvana only big because Kurt Cobain killed himself. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, Nir- but Nirvana <laughs> changed the game, dude. H- yeah. Green Day and Blink-19 just added to they it. They changed the game. Do you think people sure. would be talking about Nirvana, though? Or at least talking yes. about them in the highest regard? Yes. Now? Yes. Because they killed, like, hair metal, dude. Like, they straight, this is not popular anymore. This is. He's got a point. Okay, He's okay. Point. I, I I will not disagree with that. Yeah. I will not disagree with that. But you don't think Blink-182 did the same thing with pop punk? Mm, I mean, Green no. Day, no. you don't think so? They, I mean, if anything, they just made it more commercialized. Yeah. Because it was okay. already brewing, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah, with bands like Newfound Glory and stuff. It was, mm. it was there, but... Blink-182 just put it in, like, the mainstream. Like, yeah. M- MTV They blew up on MTV. Yeah. Can we can we at least agree that they w- can be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. If not Definitely. first. Okay. Definitely. So are they going to be, like, kiss and wait 15 years uh, to get inducted? Mm. Do you think there's any other bands that should be inducted before them? I mean, obviously, if we're going to talk about classic rock, yes. Because, I mean, Deep Purple isn't in the Rock and right. Roll of Fame. But... Uh, at least from 90s bands, do you think that uh, there's any band that kind of trumps Blink-182 besides Limp Biscuit? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke. Because it's weird now because it's like fan voting. So, Is it? Yeah. Kind of, of. Sort of. You can like vote the bands on the ballot and then <coughs> from there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, I think I was listening to on the Chris Jericho podcast because he had uh, Eddie Izzard, or I forgot his name. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Trunk, that's his name, uh, on his show, and uh, they talked about it, and basically the bands that get inducted in the Hall of Fame, they have a vote now, too. Mm. So it's not just the people that coordinate it, it's also the bands that are entered in. So are those bands mm. going to start overlapping the people that are like the, you know, is it going to be enough where Billy Joel's going to be like, hey, or Billy Joe's going to be like, hey, I want uh, Blink-182 in? No, it'll always be the main committee, but then they're just going to open it up to, like, suggestions. That's how I feel about it. Okay. I I respect that. Do you think Green Day is more deserving than Blink? I do. (sighs) I think Green Day is more deserving than Blink? Uh Uh-huh. Of the Hall of Fame. I do, but I don't think they're... I don't think they could... They should have been first ballot, or their their first ballot. I think they could have waited a couple years. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of the bands from the you know I I think the Foo Fighters will most likely get in. I think Blink-182 is most likely going to get in. I had a conversation with someone and they said they think Linkin Park will probably get in. Probably, yeah. yeah. Just because of who they are. Like that's the like you know thing about what Jimmy said. Yes, I think that you know Green Day has like done more groundbreaking things. Mm-hmm. 
but I like Blink-182 way more. You know, just personally. Yeah, <laughs> I feel the same way. That's why. I, but you can't discredit Green Day because, oh, no. I mean, they released American Idiot after what, like 15 years after they started, 10 or 15 years after they started. Oh, wow. And that was like their biggest smash. Dude, it's like... I mean, I don't think it's sold as much as Dookie, but I don't think any album has sold as much as Dookie in the last 20 years. You don't think it's sold as much as Dookie? I don't think it has. I feel like it definitely did. Because people are buying way more. But Dookie's last... Dookie's been around a lot longer. That's true. Um, I think... Because Dookie has... I can't remember. Um, I know... I believe it went Diamond, though. Dookie? Yeah. Wow. The diamond got dookie. The diamond got dookie. <laughs> you got diamond. Yeah, and you know when I do like the open and the close, I will make sure to go on Wikipedia before I air this and uh-huh. correct myself if I'm wrong. Nice. But and you guys too, I'll correct you guys if you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but okay, we're, I mean now we're talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is, I you know that's kind of something I did want to talk about with you too. I don't take the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame very seriously though. Okay. Like compared to like sports Hall of Fames, like that's like. Legitimate voters, whereas mm-hmm. this one is kind of like. Pr- is it legitimate though? I mean, sports. Well, I mean, the baseball Hall of Fame is—it's all writers. It's not necessarily a committee. Yeah, but I feel like that is more cut and dry. Like this is this person's stats. Mm, they, yeah. In okay. baseball, they hit this many home runs, whereas music is so objective. But I mean, it could be like sold as many records, sold as many T-shirts, or yeah. But I, it, Justin Bieber sold a bunch of shit. Is he gonna make it to the Hall of Fame? I guess that's why they have, you know, <laughs> that's gold what, records, that's what platinum Taylor records, Swift like, will. Whole nother. Yeah, well, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift will. I'm just will. saying, that doesn't mean everyone likes. It's it's very opinionated. No, yeah. The music versus sports. How, I agree. How pissed do you think Taylor Swift was last night watching the bowl? You know what? I, I actually... have to. <laughs> I didn't even... I wasn't even down until, like, the fourth quarter. Really? Which I think that's, like, the best I, time to yeah, turn was, on the Super Bowl was, was the fourth so quarter. Good and... Yeah, I fell asleep. No team has ever came back from 10 points in the second half. Only your boy Brady. <sighs> Stupid Seahawks. That was Dude, pretty brutal. That was awful. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it. I fell asleep. And then and then the Christians came out and said, Well, I think the Seahawks prayed harder, that's why they beat the <laughs> that's why they beat the nice. Packers. <laughs> yeah. That's a different. Horrible. That's a different time and it's a different <laughs> <So> story. <laughs> Russell, Russell Wilson is uh, God's favorite. So. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't his favorite last night though. Definitely not. <laughs> Tom Brady was. Tom Brady's everyone's favorite too. Tom, yeah, he's Tom. Like, he's like the poster boy of America. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He really is. He's a he's a he's a scary dude. But you could hang out with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could drink a beer with him. Definitely. I totally drink a beer with him. Definitely. Dude, he brought, he doesn't drink beer, did he? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I will I will disprove that. Because I, I listen I listened to Dan Patrick this morning and one of his teammates uh. went on the record and said that Tom Brady is the best chugger in the world. <laughs> yeah, but he's probably chugging some No, fancy, he's chugging beer. Fancy, like expensive, <laughs> like pinky out. You don't think Tom Brady drinks you beer? You can't chug no fucking <laughs> Yeah, beer. <laughs> Only shit you could chug is like PBR, Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> you know this dude, dude probably started in fucking no college. Just get down. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we're talking about the Hall of Fame. Now we're talking about Tom Brady and the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. But okay, with okay, you're talking about a conspiracy that Jimmy. You're talking about a conspiracy where 
they're basically pulling all of her legs. For who? Blink-182. Blink-182, yeah. Uh, Possibly. Is this... Okay, how... Give me a percentage. Of how much I believe? Yeah, how much do you believe in this theory, or in this conspiracy? 42%. 42. 43 or 42? 43. Nice. Got that. Okay, 43%. <laughs> so, Drew, you do the math for me, because I suck at math. Uh, 57? Yeah. That's how I much. I suck at math, too. <laughs> that was good. I put on the spot, man. <laughs> That's why we became musicians. Right. Yeah. We have to count our money, but some, you know, you get someone else to do that. Uh, Dogs, not quarters. <laughs> His name's Jason, by the way, Jason. Uh, Love you, Jay. You know the quarter. Uh, we'll talk about the quarter story after. We already talked about it on another episode. <laughs> listen back to the previous podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, we didn't even share really cool stories when you were on the show last time. Mm, I told you about me hugging Johnny Craig. You did talk about hugging Johnny Craig. No. Or he hugged you. I'm sorry. He hugged you. Watch out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I just did an interview with him recently. Yeah, you did? Yeah. And I, I, I watched it. So things are going pretty steady? It's you, not out yet. You showed it to me. How? You showed it to me on your computer last week. No way. Yes, you did. What did it look like? It looked <laughs> like it wasn't done on a GoPro. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had to do the interview with my cell phone because my GoPro broke. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That does suck. Yeah. GoPro... Not coming through. Oh. <laughs> Shutting you off at now. More like a go amateur. Right? Right. <laughs> go amateur. Go novice. You know, the enemy's tight. It'll be coming out soon. You guys can check it out. Where where can we check it out, uh, Jimmy? Bringthenoise.com. And what's the YouTube? Because it's not a the noise YouTube, right? It's House of Blues? Yeah, it's House of Blues. I think it's just uh, YouTube com backslash House of Blues, but I'm okay. not sure. If you just find the House of Blues YouTube channel, all my interviews are up there. Mm-hmm. Good. So bringthenoise.com. Go check them out at The Noise on Twitter. The Twitter, if you're Chris Jericho. Uh, Drew, you guys, Cynical, just got on a compilation album. Yes. I Home Promotions. That is right. So we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a compilation of basically unsigned artists uh, picked out, you know, by a couple different committees, and I actually help out with them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill Colbert, she's up in Reno, and she's like the main brains behind the whole process, and it's really actually starting to blow up. So definitely check out that compilation. There's going to be more. This is volume one. There's just, you know, she's just going to keep going with that and. Basically, it's distributing it by word of mouth and mm-hmm. through the bands that are touring, just leaving them at all the venues, and so everyone's... Right. And it's, it's really uh, starting to pick up some momentum, which is fun to see it really yeah, snowball effect, you know? It's getting played on radio shows and stuff, right? And have you, you've been doing a lot more interviews for it, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, and, you know, they're doing things where they play, you know, on the radio, they'll play a couple different bands, and it's like a chat room thing where mm-hmm. fans can, you know, interact with the band and stuff like that. So that's it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. Yeah, that's interesting, um, because I had uh, Andrew Andrade from Rise or Die Promotions. Uh, he was on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, let's kind of compare it for a second. Uh, we're kind of running out of time, but uh, he has the bands pay mm-hmm. to be on, their, on the compilations. Gotcha. Does Icy Home do that? No, we're all about artists that we actually believe in, mm-hmm. and how it works is you can donate to IC Home Promotions, 
and the band gets, you know, all the bands get the money, 100%. Oh, wow. wow. And then also we have exclusive merchandise mm -hmm. where, like, Cynical has, you know, posters that Jill, who also runs Manfish Inc., um, it's, you know, she's an artist, really good artist. And so she does the poster, and then we sign them, and Cynical, you know. Oh, wow. So it's a signed limited edition poster, basically, and, you know, first, obviously, costs mm -hmm. of producing that and then everything after that we get to keep so it's you know definitely for the bands she's starting it at a very grassroots level mm -hmm. and we're working on getting our money you know through other places not making the band pay because right well okay the well from his from their point of view uh the band pays for basically uh the distribution like the actual hardcover or hard cds gotcha um but I mean, for myself, I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical about that. Being from you know playing in a band, mm -hmm. how much do those compilations really help if you're going to put in 156 dollars? No matter exactly. how many members you have to pay for right. it, you know, are you getting the promotion that you really need? Uh, because there's always that dreaded skip button, and there's also the trash can. Yeah, and see with this, it's download cards, okay. so you know, very cost efficient as opposed to CDs. Right. Where you have to burn and all that and print. This is you know you could create a hundred of them for however much like a dollar right and it's also based on the bands have to promote it too so it's like when we go out on tour we're going to leave you know stacks everywhere mm -hmm. we go that way the bands want to promote it you know so it works both ways so this is definitely a lot more grassroots and we're not trying to get the, we're trying to put you know money into the band's hands right because everything costs money for bands you know everything costs money Ugh. It's the hard thing about it. And now, and Jimmy just goes around with a microphone and GoPro and talks to those bands and living the dream, man. So Jimmy Smith, bring the noise. Drew Zaragoza, we're gonna have to do this again. It's a pleasure. When we start the Forecasters podcast, that's right. Coming soon. Forecasters for the Forecasters. I think we need a fourth Forecaster though. Oh, four. That's good. The four, four. The forecasters. So if you're listening to this, this is like it's very O'Neaters of you. <laughs> tweet Keith at a Kill Rock podcast. At Kill Rock podcast. Tweet Jimmy no, at no, no, the no, noise. No, just tweet Jimmy at the noise. You can tweet me, but Keith's gonna tweet you back. Drew's phone number is <laughs> <laughs> my social security, number. my credit card number. Cynical's not very. Uh, they're not really prevalent on the Twitter, so. But you can go find them on Facebook. All the, you know, all the stuff I put up to Facebook gets linked to Twitter. So yeah. It's the lazy man's Twitter. I don't even think I follow you on Twitter. That's that's sad. But I'm, we're good friends on Facebook. I mean, this is true. We are good friends, right? This is true. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you can see things like my Jeffrey, Mo my Jeffrey Dahmer mug that I drink coffee out of. <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at Jimmy. <laughs> it's the beard. <laughs> Whatever, dude. That's a wrap. Cool. And, and that's a wrap with Jimmy Smith from The Noise and Drew Zaragoza from the band Cynical. Go check them out on the Twitter. Go check them out on Facebook. I, uh, I tell them as much as I can. If it weren't for them two, I probably wouldn't have found uh, anybody in the music business program that would have been into the same type of music I was into.
or I could actually have a, a conversation about the music that uh, I grew up with and am into. And because most of the people that, you know, were there and it, it's not a bad thing at all. I, I met some amazing friends from all walks of life. Uh, no matter what kind of music they listen to, I have made a lot of friends. But for the most part, a lot of uh, the students, at least at the time that we were there, uh, were either super into hip hop or super into EDM and whatnot. I mean, you know, I I like hip hop, but it's not going to be, I don't gravitate towards it. And it's the same thing with EDM. I don't gravitate towards it. I respect it as a genre, but it's not necessarily my thing. And uh, But if it wasn't for Jimmy and Drew, I probably wouldn't have found anyone that was super into either metal or, you know, uh, scene, rock and roll, whatever you want to call it, screamo. They're just uh, amazing dudes, such awesome dudes. And uh, I'm glad I got to get them both on the show. And hopefully we get to get them both on the show again really soon and talk about more stuff involving, you know, music business and special events. Probably maybe after Warp Tour, we'll do something. We'll definitely do some more stuff with Jimmy when it comes to Warp Tour and stuff. Uh, and we'll get Drew coming on the show to talk about Cynical and all the other stuff that they're, you know, getting ready to do. Amazing stuff from both of them. They are working so hard. Getting everything done. I talked about IC Home Promotions earlier in the show. We played two jams. Uh, one of them was from the band Cynical, and the other one was from the band I'm going to call them R Safis. It's spelled A R S A F E S. Uh, forgive me for not asking how to enunciate or pronounce it. Um, but uh, we played their song Piranha Pool, which is probably one of my favorite jams on the compilation. Uh, Battleborn is my favorite jam on the compilation. But Piranha Pool is a very close second. And everything else on the compilation is really, really good. You can go check it out. Uh, I see home. The I is spelled E Y E, so it's E Y E C Home Promo dot com. Uh, actually, sorry. I see home huh, promo dot bandcamp dot com slash yum y u m, and you could also enter the custom code Q two. NR slash UQ2R. Go check it out. Go check out some new amazing metal bands that are out there on the scene today at IC Home Promotions. And most likely, we will have some of those bands on the Kill Rock podcast sooner than later. Speaking, though, of guests, future guests on the Kill Rock podcast, I think this is the time. To announce who we will have on the show in the next couple weeks. Next week, February 23rd, it is our honor. We have Matt Baird from the band Spoken here on the Kill Rock Podcast. We are going to talk about their new Kickstarter to fund their brand new album that they are going to independently release. Or at least at the moment, going to independently release. And also play their new jam, Breathe Again, as well as talk about the past of Spoken. The 20 years Spoken has been a band. We're going to talk about all of that next week, February 23rd, with Matt Baird, lead vocalist of Spoken. 
Also, the week after that, on March 2nd and March 4th, we have a two-part episode that we'll release uh, with the band At The Helm, straight out of Covina, California. Uh, It's probably going to be the most ridiculous and most hilarious episode that we've had so far. So stay tuned for that March 2nd and March 4th. We will play some jams from them next week. And uh, you guys are going to be, I think you guys are really going to dig at the helm. They are a great up and coming band. They've only played one show so far. And they actually do have a show coming up this weekend, uh, February 21st at uh, Callahan's Bar. You can go check out their dates at Facebook, uh, facebook.com. I believe it's at the helm. Just search for at the helm and you'll find out where they're playing. They're also playing in March at the Covina Farmer's Market. And that's going to be interesting. You should go check them out uh, on Facebook. And those are our episodes for the next couple weeks. We have some more stuff coming up. We have some more great artists coming up. We won't announce them now. We'll announce them when the interviews are actually released. And when we do announce them, you can go to killrockpodcast.com and find out what's going on on our news feed. You can go check out uh, past episodes of the Kill Rock Podcast. Go check out killrockpodcast.com. Also, if you feel led to contribute to the Kill Rock Podcast, there is a PayPal link that you could uh, click on. And if you do let us know, and we'll hook you up with something. I don't know what yet, but we'll hook you up with something. Also, go check out bythebarricade.com. I'm going to be talking about By the Barricade a lot more in the next couple weeks, trying to work out some stuff with them. And uh, just stay tuned. Bythebarricade.com, B-Y-T-H-E-B-A-R-R-I-C-A-D-E by the barricade.com we're gonna play one last jam for you guys and this song is by next week's guest spoken definitely one of my favorite bands growing up uh they have a new uh kickstarter out there go check it out just go to kickstarter.com and look up spoken and they'll be the first link that you'll find this is their song off their album illusion This song is standalone. Thank you guys so much for enjoying the Kill Rock Podcast, for downloading, subscribing, and we hope to see you guys next week when we have Matt Baird from Spoken. (laughs) 